This is our devotional commentary for 2 Samuel chapter 19. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. It was told Joab, Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard that day, the king is grieving for his son. And the people stole into the city that day as people steal in who are ashamed when they flee in battle. The king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, Oh, my son Absalom! Oh, Absalom, my son, my son! Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, You have today covered with shame the faces of all your servants who have this day saved your life and the lives of your sons and your daughters, and the lives of your wives and your concubines, because you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. For you have made it clear today that commanders and servants are nothing to you. For today I know that if Absalom were alive and all of us were dead today, then you would be pleased. Now therefore arise, go out, and speak kindly to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go, Not a man will stay with you this night, and this will be worse for you than all the evil that has come upon you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and took his seat in the gate, and the people were all told, Behold, the king is sitting in the gate. And all the people came before the king. Now Israel had fled every man to his own home, And all the people were arguing throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king delivered us from the hand of our enemies and saved us from the hand of the Philistines, and now he has fled out of the land from Absalom. But Absalom, whom we anointed over us, is dead in battle. Now, therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing the king back? And King David sent this message to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Say to the elders of Judah, Why should you be the last to bring the king back to his house when the word of all Israel has come to the king? You are my brothers. You are my bone and my flesh. Why then should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, Are you not my bone and my flesh? God do so to me and more also. You are not commander of my army from now on in place of Joab. And he swayed the heart of all the men of Judah as one man, so that they sent word to the king, Return, both you and all your servants. So the king came back to the Jordan, and Judah came to Gilgal to meet the king and to bring the king over the Jordan. And Shimei, the son of Gerah, the Benjaminite from Bahurim, hurried to come down with the men of Judah to meet King David. And with him were a thousand men from Benjamin. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, with his fifteen sons and his twenty servants, rushed down to the Jordan before the king, and they crossed the ford to bring over the king's household and to do his pleasure. And Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was about to cross the Jordan, and said to the king, Let not my lord hold me guilty, Oh, remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. Do not let the king take it to heart, for your servant knows that I have sinned 
Therefore, behold, I have come this day, the first of all the house of Joseph. Come down to meet my lord, the king. Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, answered, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? But David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should this day be as an adversary to me? Should anyone be put to death in Israel this day? For do I not know that I am this day king over Israel? And the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king gave him his oath. And Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had neither taken care of his feet, nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes, from the day the king departed until the day he came back in safety. And when he came to Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said to him, I will saddle a donkey for myself, that I may ride on it and go with the king. For your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king. But my lord the king is like the angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. For all my father's house were but men doomed to death before my lord the king. But you set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right have I then to cry to the king? And the king said to him, Why speak any more of your affairs? I have decided. You and Ziba shall divide the land. And Mephibosheth said to the king, Oh, let him take it all, since my lord the king has come safely home. Now Barzillai the Gileadite had come down from Rogalim, and he went on with the king to the Jordan to escort him over the Jordan. Barzillai was a very aged man, eighty years old. He had provided the king with food while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. And the king said to Barzillai, Come over with me, and I will provide for you with me in Jerusalem. But Barzillai said to the king, How many years have I still to live that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am this day eighty years old. Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant return, that I may die in my own city, near the grave of my father and my mother. But here is your servant, Chimham. Let him go over with my lord the king, and do for him whatever seems good to you. And the king answered, Chimham shall go over with me, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you, and all that you desire of me I will do for you. Then all the people went over the Jordan, and the king went over. And the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own home. The king went on to Gilgal, and Chimham went on with him. All the people of Judah, and also half the people of Israel, brought the king on his way. Then all the men of Israel came to the king and said to the king, 
Why have our brothers, the men of Judah, stolen you away and brought the king and his household over the Jordan and all David's men with him? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, Because the king is our close relative. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's expense, or has he given us any gift? And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, and in David also we have more than you. Why then did you despise us? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. Homecomings are great, at least mostly great, sometimes. After being gone for a while, you look forward to the return, but perhaps people have changed in your absence. Relationships can be confusing to sort out. What exactly is your place now? 2 Samuel 19 records King David's return from exile, and it's one of those welcome home, maybe, situations. He's coming home to be king, but what will be the state of his restored kingdom? How will others treat him, and how will he deal with various kinds of people from the past? After his servants defeated the rebellion led by Absalom, David was throwing no parties, for his son was dead. It was understandable but unfortunate, for his grief was causing his army to feel guilt and shame for their victory. Joab decides David needs some reality therapy, so he bluntly alerts him to the fact that he may have won the battle, but he is about to lose the kingdom. He can have his pity party later. Right now, he'd better go thank his troops. Verses 1-8 through All Israel was in a dilemma as David came back to his throne. Judah's tribe was at the center of Absalom's rebellion. So should they be received back into the fold? If so, should they face retribution? David graciously reaches out, reminding them that he too is from Judah. He promises to appoint Amasa, commander of Absalom's army, over his own army in place of Joab. And he succeeds in uniting the people of Judah under his new leadership. Verses 9 through 15. Shimei appears next, but this time he's not trash talking David as he did upon the king's exit from Jerusalem in chapter 16. Now he is confessing his wrongs, having persuaded a thousand men from his own tribe to, to jump back on the David bandwagon. There's no reason to assume that Shimei is a changed man. He's trying to save his own skin. But David grants him clemency. Verses 16 through 23. Then, loyal Mephibosheth humbly comes out to meet David, explaining why he had stayed back in Jerusalem. Not to seek royal power, as Ziba had reported in chapter 16, but because Ziba had tricked him. So hoping to win all the support he can, David rules with expediency, granting both men 
half the estate. Verses 24 through 30. Barzillai, the wealthy farmer who had provided for David in exile in chapter 17, he now respectfully declines his invitation to live at court. He's an elderly man, and having served God's kingdom well, he is content to live out his days quietly in his hometown. But he would be glad if David wanted to take Chimham, maybe his son, along as his surrogate, lavishing royal care upon him. Verses 31 through 40. Meanwhile, envy and animosity threaten the stability of the kingdom as the ten northern tribes quarrel with Judah. Verses 41 through 43. Hmm. Welcome home, David. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.